Rodgers looks to throw it. Pump faking right side. He wants it. A comeback cut. And it's caught by Kelsey. Touchdown, Kansas City. The game is over. The Kansas City Chiefs are champions. How about those Chiefs? Hey, welcome to Chiefs kingdom corner uh man we are so glad you're here with us to join us we got video this time so if you're watching us on video welcome you can now see what we look like here's dale and andrew uh he's dale i'm andrew uh we're here just talk about the chief's kingdom though and specifically here in our kingdom corner so this episode we're gonna be talking about the chief's game against the colts we're gonna talk about all the mishaps on the special teams we're gonna be talking about the things the defense did well Man, and man, the offense, where has it been? And is there really a problem or anything going on there between Mahomes and Bienemy? So we're going to jump into this. So, Dale, glad you're here. Hey, it's good to be here. And we understand if you want to stick with the audio only, uh, that's not going to hurt our feelings. We're just glad you are here listening. That's right. That's right. We'll take whatever we can get at this point. So, uh, but hopefully it's good. Hopefully you enjoy it. And also, just to plug here, if you want to uh, have us talk about specific issues, questions, whatever, feel free to shoot us something on Twitter, uh, a message or tweet, and we'll be glad to try to tackle whatever we can. So if you don't know, our Twitter is Kingdom Corner uh, with K, so Kingdom, then underscore Corner there on Twitter. So find us there, follow us, and Send us your questions if you have any, and we'll try to get whatever we want because we want this podcast to be for you and to talk about the things that real fans want to know about because we've talked about this before, Dale, but it seems like a lot of times even reporters when they're asking Andy Reid or any of these guys questions, they tend to ask them what seems like softball questions and don't always ask the questions that I think fans really want to know. Yeah, I think that's uh, exactly right. And I know we, we created this podcast or started this podcast because I think for the last two, maybe even three years, uh, we get together and we talk at least once a week about the game and the, the highlights and the lowlights and what they could do better. And turned out a lot of times we were uh, predicting what they should be doing or uh, trying to fix what they were doing. And so we're like, hey, let's let's start this podcast. Let's get it going. And that's exactly right. We want to be. We want to make sure we are for the fans because we are fans. And I think it was today the first day I could start smiling again after uh, the the big loss on <laughs> Sunday. Yeah, I mean I'm right there with you. And I was even talking to Jill and just said, "Is it going to be like this every time the Chiefs lose?" So you know, I just got married a few months ago, so she hasn't really lived with me while the Chiefs have lost, and she was in for a bit of a surprise, I think. And I was hoping that wasn't the case. That, uh, well, this actually isn't that bad of a loss compared to some games, but maybe <laughs> it probably will be. I think it's uh, these losses, these ones eat you away because there's so many different things they could have done. And I know we're about to jump into those different things that we could have won the game. Uh, so many yeah. points left on the field that we could have had and we could have. I say we, uh, Chiefs Kingdom, we could have uh, we could have came away with a win That's and right. should be one of the few remaining teams 3-0. and That's right. Yeah, that's exactly how we feel and probably how most of Chiefs Kingdom feels right now. So let's jump into it. So the Chiefs went to Indianapolis this past Sunday. They dropped that game with the final score of 20-17. to And, man, we just feel like we left points all over the board, but uh, to jump into the first part is here, special teams. I think special teams killed us from the get-go. I mean, our defense from, yeah, from the first drive of the game. Yeah, yeah. Forced the three and out. 
punted the ball, and it all went downhill from there. Yeah, definitely went down from hill from there. Uh, I thought, man, this is going to be a great game. This is a good start, and uh, but it's my goodness. Uh, I know so one of the factors was that the Colts stadium is usually a dome, but uh, the owner had the windows open and the top open. And so that may have played a little effect on the ball and where it was coming and how it came down. But uh, Sky Moore has played. Uh, I'm sure has received a ton of punts and so should not be anything used to, but it was just a little different for him. Yeah. But I mean, I will say, I mean, I don't want to pick on one player too much because I mean, I, I probably can't do any better, but the other side is I'm not being paid a lot of money to do the job either. But with that said, uh, yeah. Sky Moore, uh, even in the previous game against the Chargers, there were several times as he was fielding those punts that just how he was catching them, was making me really nervous. And um, and so just watching him do that and then come into this game against the Colts and seeing that first play where he just seemed like he's trying to catch it with his fingertips and run the ball. And most punt returners do not catch it that way. Most of them catch it cradling it just to make sure that they don't drop it. And once he dropped and that ball was bouncing around, he was lost and couldn't find it. And it just didn't start well from there. Yeah. Now, did that that did they recover the ball on the four yard line or the seven yard line? Uh, it was on the four yard line, so they're yeah, very four yard line. So that's drive yeah. from that punt. Yeah, that's hard to stop an offense yeah, four get, yards away from the goal line. Yeah, any about any offense in the NFL that has the ball from first and goal from the four yard line, it's hard to stop them especially when you consider a team that has people like Jonathan Taylor, but we'll jump more into the defense here in a second. But the other thing with special teams, they muffed that punt on the very first special teams play. Uh, The first touchdown the Chiefs scored, missed a field goal with their backup kicker, Matt Amendola, because Harrison Butker is still hurt. Uh, Then they uh, missed a field goal. A former, former backup. Former backup kicker. The former backup (laughs) Who has now been released. He's now been released. So I think all Chiefs Keenum had a sigh of relief. And once again, I'm not trying to poke fun at anybody, but it was, it'll be good to have Harrison Becker back when he's healthy so that we can be more consistent on that side. Uh, But then also I think Andy Reid and the coaching staff, they didn't quite trust the kicking game at that point. And so when they came time for another field goal, they ran a fake and they probably don't run that fake if, Harrison Butker is in there. Now, let me ask you this. Would you, when they ran that fake, uh, would you rather have just Mahomes go for it or would you want the fake? I understand the surprise element and all that, but would you rather trust Mahomes or Townsend? Uh, I think due to the distance, because if I remember correctly, I believe it was fourth and six. And because of the distance, I, I would have yeah. put Mahomes in there. If it would have been one or two yards, I, I might have leaned towards Tommy Townsend just because it's only a couple of yards to pick up, and it would have been a better element of surprise. But because of the distance, I would say I'd rather have Mahomes trying that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it was actually further. I think it was 4th and 11. Was it 4th and 11? So I, want, oh, I don't know. We'll far. have to go back and look. Yeah, I think it was that far, and that, I think that was the surprise. But uh, – yeah, the so I mean, I'll just from our account, keep talking. If, yeah, so just from our account, you take the uh, muff punt four yards in, that's seven points. 
the missed extra point, that's one yep. point. Uh, the missed field goal, that is three points. So we're at 11, if my math's right. And then the fake field goal is another three points. Well, that's 14 points uh, turnaround. So it's a lot of points to give up on special teams. Yeah, you're right. It was fourth and 11, so it was further than six. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think I would want Mahomes, even if, the, if you were just going to fake it, even if that was the call, because it didn't look like a bad snap or anything like that. Uh, I think the call would have been like, okay, let's let's just, if we're going to do it, let's give it to Mahomes and our best offense out there, and let's see if they can pick it up. Yeah, for sure. The other thing on special teams that kind of stuck out to me that was kind of a sore sight was uh, on the kickoffs, Isaiah Pacheco, who's uh, one of the rookie running backs this year, he was deep in the end zone running the ball out, and uh, the Chiefs were starting right around the 12, 14-yard line almost every time. And I think, man, once you get that deep into the end zone, just let it go out and you can at least start the 25. So I'd like to see an improvement on that as well. Right, I was screaming at the TV at the end of the game when he was running it out. I mean, I know it was going to bounce in, in bounce or in the play of field, but that ball would have went out of bounds to so just get away from it and let it go in the end zone. No time off the clock. You know, I know they had plenty of time and they had an opportunity there at the end, but uh, give Mahomes and the offense as much time as possible. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, speaking of Mahomes, it seems like the offense has been a bit in a funk here the last couple of games. I mean, just in this game alone, they only scored three points in the second half. And uh, I believe the last time we only scored three points in a half was our playoff game against the Bengals. And I think all of Chiefs Kingdom very sorely remembers that when we were up by so big at halftime and came out only scored three points in the second half to eventually lose that game. So the offense has got to start doing something more. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, something that was alarming uh, to me that I heard was Clyde Ed- Edwards Hilaire had seven carries. And I'm sure you know the answer to the question yep, how many sure. yards did he end up with? I do. <laughs> well, I know it. I have the notes here in front of me so I can look at it, but I already know what it is. He had yeah. seven carries for zero yards and one touchdown. Man. Uh, he's, he's, he's been a bright spot. I want to say this. He's been a bright spot in the passing game, but the running game, I mean, that, I think that goes to the offense and the offensive line, which has just been, uh, which I know we're talking about the offensive line here a little bit, but man, we gotta, something's got to change. If you can't run the ball, you're not going to win championships. Even that 2019 run with Damian Williams. I mean, he, he ran the ball. Uh, we ran the ball and, uh, we got fixed. We got fixed effectively. Yeah. Well, yeah, and speaking of Clyde, for the season, through three games, he has 116 rushing yards. So, I mean, you're not talking about very many yards in a game. That's, what, somewhere right around 40, maybe a little less uh, a game for your starting running back. That's That's not a recipe for success for any NFL team, that's for sure. If I remember right, you can correct me, uh, he had 92 yards in the Chargers game. I probably he had will. a 52 yard run with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he had, and he had a 50, he had a 52 yard run, just one run in that game. And so I mean, like his that that really shows. 
the numbers aren't that great for Alaire this year so far. So far, but again, he's been a great bright spot right. in the passing right. game. Uh, just tremendous. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So definitely don't want to beat him up too much. But yeah, at the same point, your starting running back has got to do more than that. So. All right, so in the Chargers game, he had a total of 74 rushing yards with a long of 50. Okay, all right. Okay, well, that's even. So, <laughs> I was giving but, more credit there. Yeah, but e- even so, yeah, even so, it's still yeah. uh, his best game of the season thus far. Yeah. So the other side, with our rushing attack, though, uh, in this game, they had a total of 58 yards, but 26 of those yards was Patrick Mahomes just – running just to create something and he was our leading rusher with 26 yards so if you take away Mahomes rushing because that's never him rushing is never their first option he usually just runs only if he has to to get out of something so if you take away Mahomes rushing this is the chief stat line for rushing in this past game they had they would have had 32 yards and averaging 1.7 yards per carry uh, on everybody other than Mahomes so not going to work. Yeah. So, uh, no, not at all. And uh, Patrick Mahomes is not Lamar Jackson, nor do we want him to be Lamar Jackson. And so uh, your right. quarterback, I don't think, should ever lead your team in rushing. Yeah, no doubt. I would wholeheartedly agree with that. Mahomes should never lead your team in rushing. So that brings to this, is, is yeah. it an O-line problem or is it a problem with these running backs? Yeah, I would I, – I mean, whew, that's tough. I think we're going to give it an, a couple more games to figure out what's going on. Uh, I know people were high on Pacheco, but – and, I mean, he seems like a good power running back, but it seems like he doesn't look for the hole, but he, he hits the people. Just he looks for people to run into. And so I'd like for him to see him just yeah. run, look for the look for the hole instead. I mean, it always seems like he gets five, six yards, which is great, but uh, – He's always in a crowd. I'd like to see where he could hit a hole and break one open, which I know he's capable of doing uh, there in Rutgers. He did it. And so, yeah, I think he could do that. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to stick with uh, the running backs right now. I think it's a running back issue. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's mostly a running back issue, but slightly O-line, but mostly running back. Uh, I mean, Jerick McKinnon was our leading rusher on Sunday, and he had seven carries for 20 yards. Uh, But Isaiah Pacheco is right behind him. Uh, He only had three carries, but he uh, averaged three yards per carry, which was the highest carry of anyone other than Patrick Mahomes. So, But once again, I I would agree with you. Pacheco doesn't always look for the hole. He just sees, okay, this is where I'm supposed to go. There's no hole. I'm just going to run through it anyways. Whether there's somebody there or or these other guys. Uh, if they could balance out between the two, we'd have a really great running back room, right? Like if these other guys would yeah. run through the hole that's supposed to be there and hit people like Isaiah Pacheco does, we'd have a really great running back. But it seems like yeah. Isaiah's just running into people. The other ones are looking for a hole, but they're just kind of dancing around in the hole instead of just hitting it hard. I know. It's uh, it's frustrating. And one other thing, I've, I maybe because uh, McCole Hartman's been banged up a little bit, but they haven't been doing that jet sweep or anything like that, or that wide receiver screen, yeah. which is basically a run. Uh, they haven't been doing that, which has been kind of surprising. Yeah, well, if I I know they did it at least once in the Chargers game, 
and they may have done it okay. more in their first game against Arizona, but each time they've done it, it has gotten blown up and it has not worked. So I don't know if they just think, okay, teams have figured out we like to do this, and so they're always ready. But either way, yeah, uh, maybe it's just because we don't have Tyreek Hill and don't have that speed. Uh, but who knows? But yeah. I, they're they're not doing something that's for sure. So, but talking about the offense a little more here. The O-line, especially in pass protection, I feel like we kind of overhyped them to begin the season as well as many other places too, but yeah, they're not as good as we thought they were. <laughs> well, I tell you, the uh, 57 Brown, uh, it looked like he was about off or uh, false starting about every play uh, there in the second half, and it just did not seem like they were dialed in. Uh, so I don't know if the, the Chiefs overlooked the Colts, and how good they are, but uh, they, they just did not seem ready at all whatsoever. Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, it seems like the, about the only people that might have played well is uh, Joe Tooney and Creed Humphrey. And the other guys, I mean, they were just getting beat over and over. But Orlando Brown, our left tackle, who's supposed to protect your quarterback's blind side, supposed to be the best guy on the yeah. line for every NFL team. But Man, he was getting blown up. There's one play uh, in particular I remember that the ball snapped and he took one, maybe two steps back. The defender on that line just hit him right in the chest and he fell over backwards, giving the defender just a straight shot to Mahomes. And if it would have been any other quarterback, he probably would have ended a sack, but Mahomes was able to scramble out and throw the ball away. But either way, yeah. as a guy who's a left, left tackle who – wants to be the highest paid left tackle in the league and did not get it this offseason and is trying to get that, it doesn't look good for you to have those kind of plays. No, not whatsoever. What, not whatsoever. Uh, not good. Uh, Mahomes was under duress. Let me ask you this about the offense. Uh, do you think Mahomes is still looking for the big play? Man, I, that's a great question. I think he is some, but it seems okay. like a lot of the receivers just are not getting open. You know, and maybe yeah. I'm wrong, okay. but Fair. Uh, it just seems like most of them just aren't getting open. And the times that they are open, there's one uh, chance they had in this game uh, with MVS, you know, number 11 there for the Chiefs. He was open down the field, and Mahomes just overshot him. And I, if Mahomes puts that on the money, that's a big play touchdown right there because he had the defense beat. So there's been a few yeah. of those this year so far that Mahomes has seen it, and he's just overthrown some of those guys. Uh, and if Mahomes dials that in a little bit and gets a little bit more accurate with some of those deep balls, uh, you're going to start seeing a lot more of those home run plays again. So I, to answer your question, I don't think it's that he's not looking for it. Uh, he is some, but part of it uh -huh. is they're not getting open, but I think more so than not, they're just trying to do a new offense, and he hasn't quite figured out how to do his progressions through that offense, or the receivers just aren't getting open when he's looking at them. There you go. So, yeah, so at the end of the first half, you know, the Chiefs had the ball there about a minute left or so. They got a little bit down the field, and I think they took a sack or something like that. And then instead of trying to take uh, a shot down the field to score some points or get in field goal range, 
they just run the ball and kneel it out and run the clock out. And Mahomes comes off to the sideline with Eric Bienmi, the offensive coordinator. And it seems like those two are starting to get into it a little bit. So is this something that we should be concerned about or is this nothing at all? I will say this. Andy Reid said after the game, as well as Mahomes, they all said, oh, it's nothing. It's not really much of a disagreement, not really even an argument. We just had differing opinions of what to do right there. Yeah. So um, I, I'm going to trust them uh, right now, but you know, you, you know me, and I've been beating this drum for a while that Eric Bieniemy probably should just go somewhere else. Uh, should not be the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, you have somebody that is like Patrick Mahomes, uh, once in a generational talent. Uh, we're wasting it. I think. I think we're wasting a little bit on the the play calling. I, I, the play calling has been pedestrian at best uh from what i've seen uh it just does not seem like the, it's fluid or flowing as mm-hmm. it should be in years past when andy reed was calling the plays so either andy reed needs a change uh, and something needs to happen i think uh and you can tell that that relationships maybe and this is just from a distance uh looks fractured that relationship definitely looks fractured yeah yeah i i would agree with that it it seems like I don't know if it's a play calling thing or what it is, but uh, Eric Bieniemy just seems to be. And I don't want to give him too much undue credit to him because maybe there's more to it than we realize from the outside looking in. But it appears yeah. from our perspective that Eric Bieniemy just isn't calling the right plays, and it's frustrating Mahomes a lot that he's not calling the plays Mahomes sees or that Mahomes wants, and it's creating from the outside what looks like a bit, a bit of a disagreement, but I'm going to trust Andy Reid as well because I know in the heat of the moment in those games, that, yeah, yeah. You know, emotions get into it, you know, and you can't always control your emotions. You know, take that Richard Sherman interview from four or five years ago when he was interviewed after <laughs> a huge Monday night or Sunday night game yeah. with Aaron Andrews and, his other, and he's just talking smack on this wide receiver that he just shut down to win the game. You know, and it's kind of blown out of proportion because they caught him in the moment, right? Right after the play, yeah. His emotions, adrenaline, running high, and that might not have really been how he felt, but his emotions got the best of him. So, I'm going to trust Andy Reid and Mahomes that that's really kind of just what happened. That maybe their emotions just got the best of him at that moment, because Eric Bieniemy was just saying, "Yeah, uh, we're fine, we're fine, it's going to be okay." And Mahomes was just like, "Why didn't we go for it?" So, but what about this? Is do you think that now that we are playing without Tyreek Hill, does that make as as big of a difference as we're seeing? Or are we m- making something out of nothing and maybe it's not that big of a deal that we don't have Tyreek? Yeah, I think we definitely miss Tyreek. Uh, I, I know I said it earlier in the pocket, we're not going to miss him. And I think we missed the big play uh, opportunity to score real quick, real fast. I don't think uh, we we have that option right now and so uh we're definitely missing uh the uh big fireworks if you will yeah yeah that's kind of how i think too is we brought in players but no player can compete or compare to tyree kill and that's not taking anything away from the players we brought in because i think there's some great players with some great talent as well but you can't make up for that speed that Tyreek Hill has. And he was able to also yeah. catch a lot of contested balls for his size because of his speed, because of his strength. And so we definitely miss Hill, but I'm not going to say at this point that 
it's going to be a problem without them. I think they're just going to have to take some time to figure it out. So, but that brings to the defense too, though. I think the defense had a really solid game. What do you think? Yeah, the defense was the bright spot of the afternoon, if you will, besides uh, the last drive, uh, but was the bright spot. Uh, we got yeah. pressure, I think five sacks, two fumbles, one recovered, uh, which I thought th- a lot of that pressure was in the beginning. Uh, so credit to the Colts. They made adjustments. Uh, they got the ball out quick. They did a lot more running. Uh, and so we didn't get that type of pressure that we were getting in the first half, the second half. Uh, and so we needed a big one at the end, but didn't get it. Yeah, for sure. So, and, and who would have thought going into the season that the defense was going to be the best part of our game? I mean, I probably would not have guessed that if, if you would have put me to, to the question either. But if I remember correctly, uh, was it last year, maybe the year before, there was a stretch of games there for three or four games that we had the same kind of thing towards the beginning of the season where the defense was kind of the leading charge for the Chiefs instead of their offense. Yeah, it was last year, and where the Chief, the offense was really struggling, uh, but uh, the Chiefs' defense kept them in games, won them a few games, and so that was that's really, really good. Yeah, uh, I would say that the Chiefs held us in this game as well because both of the Chiefs' touchdowns that the offensive score came from defensive plays. Uh, their first one uh, was when the Colts were going for it on fourth down, and Legereus Sneed came in and had a sack on that fourth down, and so the Chiefs started at the 35-yard line. Uh, and then another one was the strip sack by Carlos Dunlap, which the Chiefs often started at the 21-yard line, and both of those ended in touchdowns. So both of uh, the Chiefs' offensive scoring was in credit to the Chiefs' defense. Yeah. Uh, that's huge. And, uh, you said that guy's name again, Dunlap. Uh, he's been showing up. That guy has been a force. That's been the, that's been a pickup that has saved us. Uh, so even with Chris Jones getting double teamed or, uh, other people focusing on other people that gives Dunlap an opportunity to be one-on-one. And a lot of times he's winning those one-on-one battles and getting to the quarterback. So, uh, Dunlap is the pickup of the year so far. Yeah, for sure. I, I would agree with that. And the Chiefs' defense held the Colts to 259 total yards, so that's the fewest yards that the defense has uh, held an opponent to since week eight of 2020. So they did pretty good and other than that last drive. And the last drive was extended by a Chris Jones penalty, uh, a 15-yard uh, <laughs> penalty of unsportsmanlike conduct. Of something he said, we don't really know. Both guys were going back and forth with him and Matt Ryan. Only one got a, a penalty, so oh, not sure if there's what he said. Not sure I want to know what he said either, though, to be honest, because, you know, I have these Christians. Yeah. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, uh, you can't uh, – yeah, I'm sorry. I don't is, care what he it, said. You, you can't have yeah. that penalty. No, you can't. You can't have it. You cannot have that penalty at the end of the game. I mean, the refs have to understand the situation. What's at stake here? Uh, he didn't touch him. Uh, he didn't, you know, he wasn't taunting him. He, it was, a, a bu- uh, I think the, the wording was abusive language. And so that was the wording. And so, man, yeah. we will never know what he said. But, yeah, I, I think you've got you to swallow the flag there and move on. Yep. 
for sure. So I know Chris Jones apologized for it after the game. He, you could tell he's really distraught about it. But, you know, even in the heat of the moment, you got to learn how to control your emotions in those times because that would have been a game yeah. changer. Uh, that would have given the ball back to the right. Chiefs' offense, and uh, they would have had to get a few first downs to run the clock out. But either way, it would have given the Chiefs a much bigger chance to win if, if that penalty is not called. Yeah. Uh, but the other side is Darius Harris had his uh, start of first start of this season in place of Willie Gay, who's out for a few more games, and he only had one missed tackle. Uh, he came up big, had some really big hits, laying the wood out on some people, and even in coverage. Yeah. They uh, complete four of six passes against him for 14 yards. So that's pretty good in a fill-in role. Yeah, he he, he stepped up and uh, played well. And so we still miss Willie Gay. Willie Gay's speed, I, don't, I think, is yeah. unmatched in the NFL there. And so we miss that. But uh, he definitely uh, is a great backup and I'm glad he's playing for the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Last thing I'll probably point out about this game, other th- well, two more things really. Uh, one is the Chiefs' third down conversion rate was awful. They only convert thirty percent of their third downs, and they allowed their opponents to convert forty percent, and so that's a swing of what we've seen in the past. Uh, but also in the red zone, the Chiefs were only fifty uh, percent two for four when they got into the red zone. So that is not. A penalty, not a penalty. That is not a recipe for success if you want to win an NFL game. Right. Yeah. No, it's not. And, that, and so, uh, that I mean, yeah, Andy Reid's going to have them. Uh, he's going to clean up that stuff, I believe. So, uh, Tampa Bay will be a totally different game, totally different feel. Yeah. Yeah, and last thing about this game, every touchdown that Indianapolis scored this past week came off of a Chiefs mistake. One was off that muff punt at the beginning when Skylar Moore couldn't handle it. The other one was off a missed field goal, which gave the, the Colts the ball at a better field position than uh, they might have got otherwise. And so both touchdowns came off a Chiefs mistake. Uh, but yes, uh, enough of the Colts because we don't want to live in the past and continue to have all these – uh, bad feelings about those kind of games. So let's talk about the Buccaneers. So they play the Buccaneers on the Sunday night matchup. The Buccaneers are two and one. They uh, they just lost this last week in a very low scoring, unexciting game to the Packers. Uh, and so now <laughs> yeah. the Bucks will host the Chiefs as long as the Hurricane doesn't impede on that game. Well, I heard uh, just a little bit ago that uh, Tampa Bay has evacuated the building. And so I don't know uh, yeah, the team have, staff and yeah, everything. They, they're moving yeah. up to, yeah, they're moving up to Miami Our, right now to go to their training facility, and they're going to be start working out there. And they have presumably said if Tampa Bay cannot host the game on Sunday, that the game will be held in Miami. But we'll see for sure what happens with that. Okay. Well, I know Arrowhead's wide open. Uh, That's <laughs> so right. That's right. I'd love to see them come to Arrowhead love, instead. That wouldn't hurt my feelings one bit. <laughs> Yeah, Arrowhead's wide open, folks. Uh, so let's go ahead. I'm sure uh, Clark Hunt would be open to having hosting again an extra home game. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I don't think. But anybody uh, Chiefs Keenan would have send a out, with that. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, just want to. Yeah, shout. I mean, we want to pray 
and, sh- and pray for those families and the hurricane that's it's going to affect and hopefully it's not too much uh, damage mm-hmm. through the florida area and things like that so yeah well a couple of stats for you here so just we're starting to get a little bit into the season now so i think these stats start to prove themselves a little bit more than they do after one or two weeks but Here's the rankings for the Chiefs' offense and defense, as well as the Buccaneers. So, start with the Chiefs here. The Chiefs' passing offense right now is eighth in the league. For those of you who may not know, there's 32 teams, so eighth is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, their run offense is 22nd, though. So, hey, not as not good last. as uh, we might hope. <laughs> That's right, not last yeah. still. So, there's three for approval. Yeah. Now, going up against the the Bucks defense, though, so the Bucks pass defense is 12th in the league, and their run defense is 5th in the league. So uh, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say the Chiefs are not going to be able to run the ball very well once again. No, yeah, they're going to have to figure out new ways and different ways to run the ball. I think some of those wide receiver screens, uh, even uh, running back screens and those jet sweeps, just look, make it different looks. you got to keep them honest just in case you do run, but uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to be – it's not going to be very easy to run. Yeah. Well, and here's the other side of the ball. The Buccaneers on the offense, their passing offense is 22nd in the league, and their run offense is 25th in the league. So their offense has not been very good this year. And the yeah. Chiefs on defense, their passing defense is 15th, so almost right in the middle there. And their run uh-huh. defense is 9th. So that that's been a great okay. this year. Their run defense. Okay. Well, is, is Tom showing his age? Is this what's happening? Yeah. Finally. I'm. I mean, I almost <laughs> say so. This almost seems like it might be the last uh, year of his career in the NFL. But I've thought that before, so I'm not holding anything out on that quite yet. No. No. Well, here's some just comparing Brady and Mahomes, though. As far as yards okay. go, Mahomes is eighth in the league. Brady's twenty-second. Yards uh, per attempt, uh, Brady is twenty-fifth uh, in the league. Mahomes is seventh. Percentage-wise, Brady is nineteenth. Mahomes is third. Touchdowns thrown, Brady's nineteenth. Mahomes is third. Quarterback rating, Tom Brady is fourteenth. Mahomes is third. So I would wow. say that okay. Mahomes is having a better season as far as stats go so far. And uh, Brady, now to Brady's credit, he's had a lot of injury at wide receiver so far this year. Yeah. But even so, right now he's kind of middle of the pack to, to the lower tier as far as uh, stats go. Yeah. Well, we don't want to bury him on this podcast because uh, they'll come back and bite us. And so right. I, fig- I think Brady, right. Brady will figure uh, it out by the end. That's not my plan. <laughs> yeah, for sure, he will. Yeah. So, uh, what are your thoughts on this matchup here? Uh, anything that the Chiefs have to do to kind of pull this out against the Buccaneers? Yeah, I think the big thing, I think the main thing, uh, the defensive line will have to get pressure. Uh, we, we, I mean, that's yep. uh, Tom's Achilles heel. Uh, anytime there's pressure, even close pressure, uh, it rushes him and it makes it where it's not uh, impossible, but it makes it harder for him. He gets frustrated real easily with that. And so I think where the Chiefs have lost against uh, the New England or Tampa 
it's been no pressure on Tom. And so I think that's the key, the big key. The main key is get pressure on Tom. Um, yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. So that's one of the things I have too is here is uh, to win the game, matchup to watch, however you want to phrase it, is the pass rush versus Tom Brady. Uh, the other thing is uh-huh. with our third down stuff, we were kind of hit and miss from this last game versus the first two weeks. And so we have to be able to convert, uh, I'd say, at least 50% of our uh, third downs on offense. And we need to hold the Buccaneers to under 40%. They sh- should not have over 40% on their third down attempts if we're going to win the game. Because you give uh, any great quarterback like Tom Brady more chances, such as convert- converting on third downs, yeah, uh, that's not going to bode well in the long run for the Chiefs. Exactly. Bingo. Yep. So, uh, as far as injuries go, uh, here's some good news for the Chiefs. Butker is expected to either be back this week or next week. It's kind of just going to depend on how he progresses through this week and so forth. But okay. there's a chance he's going to be back. The Chiefs have not signed another kicker since releasing Matt Amendola. So I don't if he's not back, I don't know if they're gonna plan on signing somebody late or what their plan is, but uh all good signs for uh for Butker being back. And as far as the Bucks go, they are heavily injured at wide receivers, I mentioned earlier. But they oh, yeah. might be able to get Mike Evans back. They're expected to have him back this Sunday and Julio Jones and Chris Godwin. Uh those are very questionable guys at this point and my assumption is that we probably won't know much about those guys till yeah. the very end of this week or maybe even on Sunday. Okay. Well, yeah, wasn't uh, Evans only suspended one game? That's why he missed last week or against the Green Bay was he just suspended for that fight with the Saints. Uh, that, if I remember. Yeah. yeah, I think that is correct. He has just suspended one game. Yeah. Still in my mind, I'm thinking, how does he only get one game? But that's a whole nother topic. Right. But. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. He yeah. So, one game for that. So he's not coming off an injury or anything like that. He just served his suspension and will be back. He'll be fresh. So uh, hopefully our corners are ready. That's right. What about Duffy? Have you heard anything about Duffy? Is he? What's he doing? Uh, he's still nursing his. I think it's his hamstring injury, if I remember correctly. And so he was still okay. kind of nursing okay. that. And they haven't said one thing, one way or the other, about when. Uh, he'll be back or where he is in that progress. But they were not expecting him to be out very long, I didn't think. But I will say another bright spot, uh, Jalen Watson on the defense, seventh-round pick. He's been uh, playing yeah. pretty well. I mean, he's had a few rookie mistakes yeah. like anyone would. But for the most part, he's been playing really well uh, this season. Yeah. 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 Another Brett Veach and Andy Reid. Great pickup there. Yeah, for sure. So, last thing I got before we move into our score predictions here is the other thing we have to really watch is the Chiefs' offensive line. How are they going to do this week mm-hmm. against the pass rush? Because they have to be able to perform better than they did last week for the Chiefs to have a better chance to win. Yeah, I think you're exactly right there. Uh, the pass rush, and then I think I, I'm not worried about the offense. I mean, that may sound too optimistic, but with uh, Travis Kelsey and all the other people coming out, all the other uh, – Chiefs players coming out on Twitter and saying, hey, we can't be like that. Uh, I think they're really going to bring their A game, and I hope they just run over Tampa Bay, run them over. So, Yeah, that would be a great thing to see. I would have no problems with that at all. 
So yeah, uh, here's some of so the what scoring your, what is your, averages oh. so far. Yeah, so the scoring averages so far here, the Bucks have been averaging 17 points a game, game and allowing nine points. So their defense has been uh, holding opponents at really low scoring. The Chiefs have been averaging yeah. 29 points uh, and allowing 22 points. Okay. Yeah, so right now the line is the Chiefs are favored by one and a half points. So basically they're thinking it's anybody's game at one and a half. Yeah. Yeah, one and a half anybody's game. So what, you, what is your score prediction? All right, I've gone back and forth on this many times because it's so hard to know, especially with – you just kind of think and know that Tom Brady is probably going to figure this out eventually, how to put up more points. But I'm hoping yeah. it's not this week. So, but I also think the Chiefs, like you said, I think yeah. their offense is going to rebound. I think they're going to be playing better. So, my score here, yeah. I keep going back and forth, but I'll stick with this, I guess. Chiefs 31, Bucks 24. Woo! Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. So, I had the uh, Chiefs 31 and the Bucks 16. Oh man! So you you do have quite a yeah. have a bit of a blowout there. Well, I feel hey, like after I, I wouldn't a loss be opposed like that, at all gonna... if that was a score. <laughs> I feel like after a loss like that, and I know that the, the Bucks lost as well, but they lost close. Uh, the Chiefs they felt like they were embarrassed, and so I feel like the Chiefs are going to come out and prove something, and hopefully they can jump on them. And I think Mahomes will continue that average. And we'll see a 31 to 16 game. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. So thanks for joining us on this episode of the Kingdom Corner brought to you by Ohay Threads. So every portion of the Ohay Threads uh, profit goes to help support missions. So if you want to jump in and be a part of that, go to ohaythreads.com and, and see what they got to offer there. So thanks for joining us. We will see you next time on the Kingdom Corner.